0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. We're coming to you to talk about Rivalry Week on this Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. The Sun Devils have clinched bowl eligibility. The University of Arizona Wildcats have clinched no bowl eligibility. That's correct. And so this is a pride game. Um, For as stressful as this week is – I've seen a lot of stats that make me feel okay. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. We are a thirteen and a half point favorite going into this game, Mm -hmm. which is at home. It's a late kickoff, eight o'clock kickoff, and yep, yep. and it's on Saturday night. So
1: and it's it's going to be a little little frigid for Arizona. Uh, you know highs in the 50s so you know probably probably temps in the 40s by the time that you know the game starts potentially so that'll it'll be unusual
0: yeah the wildcats are 4 and 7 2 and 6 in conference they have lost many games in a row they have they have
1: yes they've gone from 4 and 1 to 4 and 7
0: the last time they won was october 5th so yeah they beat
1: Colorado, I believe, was the last of the four.
0: Yep. They they I remember
1: they I remember they beat Colorado and then it was like, oh boy, they might be a dark horse contender. And they haven't won since.
0: Not only have they not won since, they haven't come closer than ten points. Uh, I
1: was gonna say so. they've been blown out most of those games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah What's the won- one that was ten? Was that Stanford?
0: That was Stanford. That was the- they they lost by twenty four to Washington. They lost yeah. by twenty seven to USC, ten to Stanford. 18 to Oregon State, yep. 28 20, to Oregon, 28.
1: 28 to Utah. to Utah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last two weeks were 34-6 and 35-7. Um, you know they they certainly appear to be a team that is, uh, you know, just I've I've read this. You know, the, the way they are carrying themselves is like just let's just get to the off season, and so hopefully we can you know send them into the off season in the same fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you. You never know about games like this, and I mean the one that will always, always make me wary is the very first one that we had. You know, when when we were students, and that was our freshman year. We were eight and two. Only two losses were to you know the number one undefeated eventual national champion USC and Cal, which was you know top ten in the country. You know they, they missed out on the Rose Bowl just barely that year. But had Aaron Rodgers, you know we lost to two really good teams. Arizona was two and eight. You know, Allen in the dumps program, and we went down there and got beat. And so it it uh, it it's since that game, I've always been wary, and I always will be. They, you know, we could win thirty in a row, and I'll still be wary.
0: Yeah, uh, we're not going to win thirty in a row. I'm just going to.
1: No, we're probably not. No, but I mean, it's just it's one of those where like. You know, we could we could start to own this rivalry like Ohio State owns Michigan right now, or Clemson owns South Carolina. Or, you know, and, and it, it just wouldn't matter. Um, I would still be nervous about it. I'd love to have that happen, but uh, yeah, it just you know that that one maybe more than any other game taught me a lesson in just keeping my mouth shut because I did a lot of I did a lot of yapping uh, to you know people who were U of A folks, and I, I had to eat a lot of crow, and I've really learned from that in the 15-year since to just just keep my mouth shut, because I can't do anything about the outcome, so I should probably just shut up about it
0: yeah. till it happens. So, in light of that, let's spend the next 20 minutes or so talking about this game <laughs> and what we think is going to happen. I don't
1: mean I'm not going to talk about it at <laughs> all. I'm just not going to guarantee victories and, and you know, talk trash and the like. I, I, uh, that was a maturation point for me as a sports fan.
0: Yeah, Uh, Right now, the Wildcats are averaging, giving up 483 yards of offense. They have not had 100 yards passing the ball in either of their last two games. Uh, I think our secondary may cure what ails them in that regard.
1: Probably a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they played two really good defenses in that span, I suppose.
0: But... This should be a game where Eno Benjamin can get loose. They're they're allowing over 175 yards rushing a game this season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They are rushing for 175 yards a game as well, which you'd like to think we could put a damper on. But JJ Taylor, their running back, is solid they're, as their future yeah. back. And you know, the, yeah. the problem yeah. for them is they are a four and seven team that you know. Right, they, they are,
1: and and you know, I'm very. Uh, weird year with them, you know, quarterback wise, uh, you know, uh, two years ago, Khalil Tate was, was on his way to the Heisman and now he's sharing time with a true freshman who hasn't exactly, you know, set the world on fire when he's played. Um, He's been okay, you know, but hadn't been great. Uh, And, and, you know, they just seem, they just seem very uninspired offensively and certainly defensively. they fired three coaches in the last, you know, months, including their coordinator, and, um, you know, I mean, it just, it, yeah, I mean, as you said, all the signs, you know, point to they're right for the picking. And they have been, you know, it's, it's not not something that, you know, isn't proven. They've lost six in a row. And as you pointed out, all of them by double digits, most of them by a lot more than just 10. So, it, you know, yeah, the matchup certainly favors us, especially coming off the game we just played.
0: And, and I want to clarify something. The team has thrown over a hundred yards, but it's been the combined effort of Tate combined. and now. yeah, um, to yeah, do that. Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: it's been, uh, it's been odd. Uh, it, it almost feels like they they don't want to go away from Tate because it's like you know he was their he was their star when they first got there, but it you know it's like they want to move on. Um, I, I you know after the USC game. But, you know, I went down and saw the Washington game. Tate did not play well at all. The USC game he did not play well, and I thought that was it. I thought they, you know, they'd make the switch, and they've just kind of, you know, rode the fence since then. It seems like.
0: Well, and remember, all offseason the expectation was Tate would transfer, and then he never right. transferred. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah. I think, and I, I don't know this to be true, but I feel like he didn't have any options because he wasn't going to graduate yeah and so he you know he only has one year of eligibility left, and it almost felt like they were in an, you know an arranged marriage that neither one could get out of.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Kevin Sumlin's saying all of the wrong things. Uh, you know, he's talked up how great the state of Arizona high school prospect class is, but they can't sign anybody. right, uh, right. yeah, which yeah. Is, admittedly, a problem for asu as well because a number of the programs that are coming into the state are much better than sure, these sure. two yeah but.
1: yeah yeah i mean it's uh you know it's an interesting conundrum and and story to watch over the next you know several years and decades probably because you know the phoenix area is getting better for high school football uh, you know you're starting to get you know uh, much I mean it's it's probably never going to be California or Texas or Florida but um, it, you know it's certainly getting better there was an article on the athletic few you, you know I think last week about all the quarterbacks and talked about how you know Phoenix's rise in population kind of mirrors Atlanta from you know 15 20 years ago Georgia has become a real hotbed of you know prospects and maybe the same things you know happening in Arizona who knows Um little bit different mentality here than, than in the state of Georgia. But, uh, you know, I, I do think it's getting better, but that's also going to be, you know, better competition for these players. And right now it's, it's hard to beat out, you know, we've talked about it over the years, it's hard to beat out Ohio state and USC and Texas and, you know, Florida and Georgia and Alabama. If they're coming into your backyard, it's, it's hard to win those battles.
0: Yeah. Although what that does mean is the next tier of guys you should get. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You, know, you have
1: to try to keep. You have to try to keep some of them. Um, you're never going to keep all of them. I mean, Alabama doesn't keep every guy from Alabama uh, or Auburn. You know, I mean, the, the best player in Alabama a couple years ago was Justin Ross. He went to Clemson. Um, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson are both from Georgia. They went to Clemson. So, you know, great programs can't keep everybody in their backyard, but. You, you have to try to keep, you know, some of them. And the ones like the DJ Fosters of the world, basically, who had opportunities to go somewhere else and stayed, you know, you need more of that, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, as, as we look at this game, the, you know, the Wildcats are playing for pride. They're playing for spoilers. Now <clears throat> we've talked about this a couple times Ray Anderson put into stark relief in the, yeah. you know, press conferences after the 2017 season, seven and five is not good enough. Well, right. without a win to, without a win this weekend to get to seven would require a bowl win, which we haven't right. had in quite right. some time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, since he said that, that was of course we finished that year seven and five. We finished last year seven and five regular season, and if we win this week, we would finish seven and five. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, you know you can't do it. Look, you can't exceed that expectation this year. That's uh, that's already the the, uh, the you know the battle lines have already been drawn on that. You got five losses, you can't change it. Uh, but you know seven and five is better than six and six, I guess. I mean it is, and you know I, I think, and we're going to probably spend. A good portion of the next, oh, eight to nine months discussing this, the 2020 becomes an important year, uh, you know, to take a step forward. Another seven and five season next year will lead to a lot of consternation and should. Um, But if you can end this year with a couple of wins, especially, you know, the way you, you know, you you got the win last week, which was huge. If you can beat Arizona, uh, you know, it's something that you can hopefully use as a springboard going into the offseason and, you know, carry that momentum forward.
0: Absolutely. The, the key is, and we've, you know, we're, we're not changing our tune here. You've now got three years of guys into the program. Yeah. Going yeah. into 2020. You've got your quarterback. You've got your middle linebacker. That's the two pieces that you need to build from. Yeah, yeah. And you've got
1: you know you've got some good young offensive linemen that have gotten reps this year. You know, potentially a, a left tackle that you re- that they feel really good about. I mean, he's raw, but you know that's a that's a key position as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there are you know there are good pieces in place that you want to build a program around. Um, you know, look the whole thing of uh, seven and five is not good enough, and of course people have brought that up as we lost our fifth game a couple weeks ago. You know, fair, but at the same time, like, you have to realize that we made a coaching change, and when you make a coaching change, and you make a, a pretty big coaching change, it wasn't just like, oh, we hired an assistant to just take over. You made a change in how the whole program was going to operate. Both sides new of the leadership ball. model, really? as they say. Yeah, you know, on the field, off the field, all of that stuff. So it's going to take some time. Like, you know, I, I get that those words are going to be brought on Ray Anderson's head, and again somewhat that's fair right now. And, and as time goes on, it'll be extremely fair. But I think you have to realize that, you know, it, it wasn't, the pieces were not in place to go from seven and five to 10 and two immediately. If they were Todd Graham wouldn't have gotten fired. You know, if Ray Anderson believed that everything was in place for us to go from seven and five in 2017 to win 10 or 11 games the next couple of years, he wouldn't have made that change. I don't think, you know, so, so it was a situation where you knew change was necessary didn't require a total rebuild but it, it you know it was going to require some different recruiting some different you know coaching and you know by year three it's put up or shut up time you don't get you don't get six seven years to build a program anymore you know you, you just don't and so you know i'm not saying we have to win the national championship next year but we do need to exceed you know seven or eight wins i believe to make this seem like we're on the right track
0: and to be clear I don't have any problem with what Ray Anderson said because even in the you know in the heyday of Todd Graham really enjoyed the hype and and what he was saying and the and the bar he was trying to set. Yeah. But certainly any program should think seven and five is not good enough.
1: I agree. I agree. The goal is to win It is. It is. And if you go into a season feeling like, well, we can just, you know, win a couple more than we lose, that's not really a great mentality. Now, there are some programs that probably would fall into that. You know, if you're Vanderbilt, for example, if you're Rutgers, you know, you might that might be your ceiling. In all honesty, it might be, you know, you may have a once a decade year where you can win nine games, but you just have a lot of limitations in the program Vanderbilt you're, you know. Vanderbilt is competing on an uneven playing field with the rest of their conference. So it, it, it's, it's just like, it's almost impossible to say, well, they, they should expect to be, you know, 11 wins. It's not going to happen.
0: No, but it, we're not in that boat. You know, you know it's we're Kentucky not lucky football. You need the stars right. to align. And then you might right. get a year where, and they had that year hmm. last
1: year, you know, they won 10 games. They, they were right there to have a chance to win the East. They lost, you know, to Georgia in that game that would have won the East for them in November. Um, They had a team like that. Now this year they're kind of back to reality, six and five. Uh, You know they they lost. You know their big time running back. They lost their big time pass rusher, and they're not the same team. Uh, But I don't believe we're in that. It's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about that this morning actually. That we're kind of in an odd. You know, as ASU fans, we're kind of in an odd place. We're not a program that has shown. You know we can win national championships or play for national championships. We're not at the Alabama. Clemson, Ohio State level. But we're also not the little engine that could, like Indiana, for example. I mean, Indiana this year won seven games, they beat Purdue, they win eight. And it's like, you know, cause for delight there. Because it's Indiana football. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. We're in the middle. And and that makes it a kind of a difficult spot to be in where just getting to a bowl game is not reason for delight. But we haven't had the success of you know over the last twenty years to feel like well we should be competing for national titles we have we haven't had that so we we can't really feel that way either.
0: The hardest part for me, and this year has it, last year had it. You see what can happen. You see when sure. you can put it all together and things start. Like clicking. last Saturday, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you you know you look at our last five games. Get blown out by Utah, blown out by UCLA, lose a heartbreaker to USC, lose a heartbreaker to Oregon State, and then beat Oregon, the number six team in the country.
1: It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it really doesn't. You know, and and you watch that Oregon game, and we talked about this Sunday, that was not a fluke. Like, that was not a game where you felt like, boy, everything went our way, and if we had to play them, you know, ten times, we'd lose nine. It didn't feel that way. I'm not saying we're better than them overall, but... It was not a game where you thought, "Geez, you know, we are really lucky to win that game." No, we outplayed them. We were a better team.
0: No, it, it wasn't Michigan State. Michigan State felt like, right, you know,
1: right. Boy, he, we pulled one out. Yeah, I mean, the Arizona game last year—that was a game that we didn't really have any business winning. They were the better team for three quarters, and they made a couple of bonehead decisions, and we made plays, and all of a sudden we won the game. And i was like, how'd that happen? This game was not that. This game was, you know, we we led most of the way. We absolutely deserved that win. Mm -hmm. Which is great, but it also does raise the question of, you know, you watch that team and you think, where was this team against UCLA? Where was this team against USC? Uh, You know, like, games like that. And USC's not a bad team, and, and Oregon State's not a terrible team. But you think, like, if you can play like this...
0: You how come we didn't see teams? that more? Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, I mean, like, and, and, but you know, then the flip side of that is you feel, you know, you go back to the first six games when we were five and one and how many of those games could have easily gone the other way. I mean, at least three, the, you know, at least two, let's say the Michigan state game and the Washington state game. Those were toss ups down to the very final play. We could have easily lost them. Cal, you know, we, we had to score late to take the lead if their quarterback doesn't get hurt, that game maybe goes the other way. So, you know, you look at those games and think, well, we could have easily been two and four, three and three. We were five and one. You know, so you, you kinda of look at it from both sides of the coin. You know, you could say, oh, geez, this team is a few plays away from being nine and two. True. They're also a few plays away from being, you know, three and eight right now.
0: Yeah. It's- so it's you, know, you, you, it, you know, you, as you said before, and you're right, we net out to where we belong. You know? I think so.
1: I think so. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's an odd year because, you know, I really I mean, if Colorado and Oregon State both lose this week and we'll see, you know, but if they do, we're going to finish with, you know, at least three losses to teams that are not eligible and three wins over teams that are And so you say, you know, well, you know, you're beating teams maybe you shouldn't, but you're losing to teams you shouldn't. Well, if you flip the results around, do you feel any different about the season? Not really. I mean, you know, if we had beaten Colorado, Oregon State, UCLA, but we lost to Cal, Michigan State, and or let's let's say Washington State. So same conference record, you know, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon, still six and five, and you probably feel worse about it because you don't really have a, a good win the entire year. Yeah. So I mean the Oregon game at least Gives you something to point to for the next nine months till we get to next August, and say, "Look what this team can be," and maybe, just maybe, what can they be if they can bottle that up and do it more consistently in twenty twenty?
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about our picks for this game before Cut. we get too far down the road here into
1: twenty twenty. <laughs> yes, we got uh, we got many many months to discuss that.
0: Um. I think we'll win if I were betting the game. Like, for example, if I happen to be spending my Thanksgiving in Vegas. Right,
1: right. Yeah, and, and you know, some of us might be.
0: I would I would bet us to win, but I would not bet us to cover a, a two-touchdown.
1: I, I wouldn't either. Uh, I mean, I think we can win by that much, but betting it it's is a whole a, different proposition. It's you know, a
0: rivalry know, uh, game. It's hard exactly. to do that in a rivalry.
1: Exactly. Game. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, and just myself, my own mentality, I hate betting with my rooting interest, you know, because I already feel enough anxiety about the result that I don't need to add any sort of extra
0: element to that. So that being said, I'm going to pick the Devils to win, and I'm going to say 31 to 21.
1: Okay. Well, I, I said I wouldn't bet it. That doesn't mean I'm not going to pick that final score, uh, you know, that, that we'd win by more than that. Because I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go with Pat Forty score, 42-24 ASU.
0: It would be nice to win one comfortably.
1: Comfortably, yeah, I sure would, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the, the one that, uh, well, we haven't won very many this year comfortably at all. Um, the rivalry game, of course, that comes to mind is, is 2013, when we just beat the tar out of them at home. Uh, you know, we'd already clinched the south. We had to win to clinch home field and it was just a beat down. And I'd love to see that game, you know, this game take the same form. Uh, you know, the the thing that I guess concerns me is this. It's the it's the Minnesota effect that happened to them against Iowa. Now admittedly, Iowa much is a better team than Arizona. It was on the road, but you win a big game and you you know, you get patted on the back and can you get yourself back up seven days later? When you're not used to winning big games like that, like for teams like LSU, Alabama, Clemson, you don't worry about that because they've proven it time and again.
0: Well, and every game's a big game and they're always favored.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, so when they win a big game, it's like, yep, keep, keeps, you know, Ohio state teams like that. They just roll. Uh, you know, Georgia did it this month, you know, just, just kept winning game after game after game, which everyone was tough. Um, we're not in that boat yet. And so it's going to be interesting, you know, how do we respond to success? Because you'd say prior to the Oregon game, the highlight of the season was probably either the Michigan state win or the Washington state win. We followed each of those up with a loss the next week. And so, you know, how do we handle prosperity? We haven't done it all that well this year or last year, even.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a test. Um, as it always seems to be with the herm era it is to it figure is I out. Mean, hey, uh, well you gotta, uh, you got to figure out what team is showing up yeah yeah know? yeah and hopefully you know again not to get too far
1: into the next season but you know i guess by the point of this year now that kind of you know this season the the, the story's been written for the most part you know we're not winning a conference title we're not Gonna miss a bowl, so we're kind of you know we know where we're gonna end up. You start looking toward next year, and hopefully that goes away. Hopefully you 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 know you can get a more consistent output uh, from this team. And it, I mean, it hasn't been horrible. Like Graham's teams were famous for that one game every year they just seemed a no show and got blown out. Yeah, and we haven't seen that. I mean, we saw one basically one blowout. And the final score doesn't reflect it. But one blowout in two years with Herman, that was UCLA. That was really the only game we played with him where we were completely out of the game at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, we, we put some, you know, cosmetic points up there to make it look better. But even Utah, you know, we lost by 18. We were in that game. We had a shot down by, you know, 11 to start the fourth with the ball. Uh, obviously, all the other losses this year aside from UCLA have come down to the wire. Colorado, Oregon State, USC, we had the ball late with a chance to take the lead in all three. Um, so, I mean, we've been in every game and last year was the same way. And and so it's been better, but yeah, you just, you'd like to see that continue to improve as, as we go forward into what I believe will be a, a, you know, an important year next year. You know, you start looking ahead and it's extremely early, but Utah is a senior laden team. So you feel like they are, you know, maybe take a slight step back. And who else in the South really scares you? Nobody right now. And so it feels like next year's a year to to make some noise and, and again start delivering on that seven and five ain't
0: good enough promise. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's going to be a big year. Making the bull this year is huge because we're gonna get sure. the extra practices.
1: Sure. Sure. I'm, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, and that doesn't, it can't hurt you.
0: And I'm curious when our spring ball will be. Um, yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, obviously that was, uh, you would think they would probably stick with the, you know, the same formula.
0: Well, we um, didn't come out particularly rusty in the non-conference.
1: No, we didn't. You know, I mean, it's it We it's, didn't it's look
0: great to... early, but, you know. We didn't
1: look great, but yeah, I mean, we started 3-0 and 5-1, and and so it wasn't like the start of the year was, was rough and some of that, you, you know, was probably going to happen if we had had spring ball in June, we were still going to have some, some difficulties coming out with a, you know, a true freshman quarterback and two true freshman offensive linemen. And I mean, there was going to be bumps in the road regardless. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I would expect them to stick with what they did. Uh, you know, it seemed like everybody liked it. Um, so I would I would think, you know, probably start sometime in February again. Yeah.
0: Um, since it is Thanksgiving week, I want to take a moment to say what I'm thankful for about ASU football this year. Okay. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I'm thankful for the quiet determination of Eno Benjamin because he could have been a malcontent. He was basically being asked to run into the line behind a makeshift offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. And get you know killed two yards behind the line of scrimmage. You know mm-hmm. his his mm-hmm. first contact. His I bet his yards after contact are greater than his total yards this year. It and I'm only be. a little hyperbolic be. on that. <laughs> it's
1: probably seventy five percent at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a, I mean it's a great point. I, and you were talking about him earlier, and you were looking at the numbers. I don't know if you still are. What's what's his numbers right now? Is he is he at a thousand? Where how close is he? If he's not,
0: he is 85 yards away from a thousand.
1: 85. So that's not altogether too bad, given all the difficulties we had early. Like, I mean, you, you look up, and and it certainly wasn't the incredible statistical year that last year was. But he's he's put together a very solid season under not the best of circumstances.
0: Yeah, I and mean, with, with the pressure
1: of being the guy, you know, I mean, like it was different than last year.
0: Somehow, he's averaging 4.2 yards a carry.
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. You know, he's had, what, two or three hundred yard games, I think, maybe more than that. He had one in the opener. He had one last week. I think he had at least a couple mid-season, too, so he's probably got at least four. Um, you know, not, it, again, it was it was not the year that last year was, but it was probably never going to be, given that, A, he wasn't going to catch anybody by surprise, and B, our offensive line just never really came together like you hoped um, from the, from the opening, you know, before the season even started. And then, you know, the injuries early and it just, it was a struggle and it's been a struggle. You know, he hasn't had the dominant games that he had last year, but yeah, a very workmanlike professional season from him. And, and, and you're a hundred percent right. It could have gone sideways. You know, he could have, he could have made it bad. It could have been like he was pressing and, getting frustrated, and it just seems like he just kept going, kept going, kept going, and going to end up with another very solid season.
0: You never saw him on the sidelines once this year, screaming at the line, screaming at the coaches. And and look, his carries are way down. He had 300 carries last year. He's only got 219 this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, even if he matches his Oregon Season high <laughs> of thirty one for the next two games. He's, he's still not gonna, gonna, gonna be short. Here.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, no. I mean, it's it's been a very solid year, and and uh, you know, yeah, you're you're right to point that out um, because it, it's uh, it hasn't been the headline grabbing year that it, last year was. But again, realistically, it just wasn't gonna be. Um, and and after the first two or three weeks, man, I really. I worry that you know. Gosh, is this year gonna gonna go sideways for him? Where it's like, gosh, he's averaging you know, twenty yards a game, um, and that hasn't been the case. He's just kept at it, and and credit to the coaching too, that they've kept at it with him. You know, they didn't they didn't lose patience on it. Carries are down, but it's not like they're you know cut in half or something like that. Oh, no. You no, know, we haven't we haven't abandoned it. Um, so I mean, it's it's been it's been pretty good. Um, now I you know, I will say and I want to get away from Eno, but if I have to, you know, if I have to say one thing I'd be thankful for, it's it's Jake Daniels. I'm just I'm 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 all in. I'm loving having a quarterback like this and the fact that we've got him for two more years just feels awesome. I hope, you know, that it that it proves to be correct to feel this awesome. We don't know that. But, man, it's, it's just nice to feel like that position is in good hands for the next couple of years. That's a rare feeling.
0: Yeah, that's for sure true. I
1: mean, when's the, last time, when's the last time we went into a year? I mean, I guess you could say last year Manny was pretty much the unquestioned starter, but he was a senior. You know, when is the last time we went into a year with an unquestioned starter that was an underclassman where you felt like, well, he's, he's not only our guy this year, but he's their guy next year, too? Taylor, Taylor Kelly, Taylor. I guess. Yeah, 20, 2013.
0: Well, yeah you know, and, uh, and I think uh, an equally fair question is: When was the last time going into a season you felt like, "Well, this guy should. This guy's going to work." Even, right. You know, other right. freshman or otherwise. I, you know, I I felt that way, perhaps not entirely accurately about Burko. True. True. But it's yeah, like I mean, the one year of Burko. And the, the two years of Kelly after his... The last
1: year, two years of Kelly, yeah. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, it's just it's just nice that that, that should not be a story in the offseason. Who's going to be the quarterback? Or, you know, like, should not be. Now, story might be who's the backup. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens with some of these other guys. And, you know, can you keep three freshmen in the fold for a second year? I don't know. But it feels like, you know, we've got our number one guy. He's proven himself... Week after week after week this year. He's gotten better. I mean, if you watch the kid that played against Kent State, Sacramento State, you wouldn't know that was the same kid that played the last two weeks. And that's what you want, especially out of a true freshman. I mean anybody, you want to get better over the course of the year. But you know, you want to be able to look up in November and say, Wow, that kid has really grown and gotten better and he's done just that. Yeah. So I'm just delighted to go into the you know, next year and the year after and think We should have our guy. Now, that doesn't mean we will. Things can change. Things are weird. Uh, You know, there's all kinds of things that could go wrong between now and the opener next year or the opener of 2021 or the end of 2021. But it just feels good right now to feel like, yep, got that position taken care of.
0: So, for some context, this was senior season numbers for Manny Wilkins. Okay? Okay. 13 games, 62.8% completion percentage, 3,000 yards, 20 TDs, 6 picks. Okay. J- Jaden Daniels threw 11 games, and not even. because 10 starts. Yeah, because he missed one. 181 for 291, so 62.2 for 2,644 yards. 17 TDs, 2 picks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's very comparable and superior in some ways.
0: And one thing we've talked about is the floor versus the ceiling. That was Manny right. Wilkins' senior year. It was. That it was, was the I mean, end.
1: Yeah, you know, Manny was a quarterback and we, you know, we spent three years, you know, breaking him down and the highs and the lows, but it just you know, it, it felt like the the high end Manny Wilkins was not that great. Like right? to be 100% honest Manny Wilkins was not capable it felt like of winning a game like last week with the with the production needed to win that game yes he was the quarterback we beat Washington which was the last time we beat a top 10 team but it was a 13-7 game like, it was a defensive slugfest that we won that game i just don't it never felt like manny was good enough to carry a team to a big win he was a good quarterback nice player you know not bad this kid feels like he might be good enough to do that he didn't carry us last week i mean other guys played great and played good defense but to put up you know 400 yards and three touchdowns and no turnovers against a top 10 team and make the throw that he made to to win the game essentially is unbelievable i mean it's just you know as a true freshman it just gives you so much to like
0: yeah yeah uh you know there's a lot to build on here. He's going to age with his linemen, at least yeah. the core. Yeah. And I feel good. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a reason they went after this kid. There's a reason why they had Ethan Long and Joey Yellen in the fold.
1: Yes, there is. And yeah. he still went after yeah. this kid. Yeah, you, you can absolutely see it. Yeah, so I mean it uh, – you know, it's exciting. Obviously, we you know, we got we got this game. We got one more after. Um, it hit me today as I was, you know, as I was uh, at work and thinking, you know, gosh, we're at the last regular season game of the year. I mean, like it, you know, it goes fast, man. College football, I guess part of the reason I love it as much as I do is it, it leaves you wanting more. Um, and, and, you know, it's, we only got one more game preview after this one, and that will be a bowl game, and then, then it will be a long offseason. season. Um, but I'm I'm excited for that offseason because I think you know we'll we'll have some we'll have some things to look forward to and you know a non conference schedule that's not all that brutal. Um, so you know a chance to to maybe have a, a big year, hopefully. But long way to go. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Well we're gonna talk about the bowl game. We're gonna recap whatever happens with Arizona. We're gonna wish all of you who made it through you know, whatever we're at, 35 minutes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, A happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.